Then St. John explained to us the definition of sin, which is the transgression of the law. And one reason for the manifestation of Christ is to take away our sins. Then he explained to us how the children of God are distinguished from the children of the devil. He said the children of God are known by the holiness of their lives and the children of the devil are known by the sinfulness of their lives. Loving the brethren and following the example
order to be
refers to the Father. And the Son is the Son of the Father, as we say in the Creed, Son of God, no life, no life. The Son of God So his Son remains in him, remains in, in the man, in the human being. Not sin because we will be poor.
didn't have love. As Cain hated Abel, actually we expect that the world hates us, the children of God. That's why he said, do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. Actually, the marvel would be if the world loved you. If the world loved you, this is an alarming sign. The world feels its bad works are reproved by our good works. Like Hamilton felt that he was reproved and rebuked by his brother. In the same way, the world is rebuked and convicted of the children of
then actually I will not be killed. Nothing that builds them is the resurrection has the power to move me from death to life. Again, if I hit my brother, I am a murderer. And if I'm a murderer, I'm under the sentence of death. But if I loved my brother, this sentence of death would be removed. Then actually I am passed from death to life. If Cain loved his brother, he wouldn't be a murderer. And if he was not a murderer, then he has eternal life. He would have eternal life. So Cain would move from death to life if he loved his brother. That's what he's saying here. We ourselves, and, and, and the opposite is true. When we moved from spiritual death to life by accepting Christ, then the love of God is planted in our hearts. And thus, we are able to love our brethren. Again, before Christ, we were spiritually dead. After believing in Christ, we became spiritually alive. And we bear the fruit of the Spirit in our heart. And what's the fruit of the Spirit? The first one is love. So, because we moved from death to life spiritually, now we can love the brethren. But if we, don't, if we did not move from death to life, we cannot. It's impossible for us to love our brethren. So, if we are born of God, if we are children of God, passed from death to life, we have the Holy Spirit in us and will bear the fruit of love. Verse, uh, verse 14, He who does not love his brother abides in death. Like him, he did not love his brother and became a murderer, he abides in death. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Means he is not born of God, he is not from the family of God, not from the children of God. And he that is not born of God cannot love his brother. Verse 15. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. He who hates his brother has the seed of murder in his heart. Hatred can easily lead to murder. Like hatred led him to kill his brother. So, why people kill one another? Why there are wars? Because it's wicked. Because they are the children of the wicked one, of the devil. It is impossible for a man to have the spirit of murder in him and yet have eternal life. Why? Because a murderer should be killed. The punishment of a murderer on earth is to be killed. Genesis chapter 9. But a murderer has hope in the eternity. Like St. Moses the Black. But if a murderer did not repent or does not repent, then he will not have eternal life. He killed and he has to be killed on earth and also in heaven will not have eternal life unless he repents. By 
can resort to yourself whether you are loving the president or not? Maybe you say, yes, I love my brother, but in reality, you don't love your brother. How, what is the definition of love? How you know whether you love your brother or not? He's answering this question. By this, we know love. Because he laid down, Christ laid down his life for us. And we also ought to lay down our life for the brethren. His love, the love of Christ, is shown on the cross. Christ is love. He did not say, I love you, without dying on the cross. He manifested his love by laying down his life for us. And if we love as he loved us, then we should be willing even to die for one another. Are you willing to lay down your life for others, for your brethren? That's love. We ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has this world's goods, a man who is rich, for example, and sees his brother in need, and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love, love of God abide in him? He's giving us a practical example. He is telling us, I'm not telling you now, go and die for your brother. But I'm giving you an easy example. If you have money, if you have the worldly goods, and your brother is in need, but you take the attitude of, of pain, am I my brother's secret? It's not my problem. And you shut up your heart from your brother, then how the love of God abides in you? So, if we don't support and provide and if we refuse to help our brethren, then actually that we don't have the love of God in our hearts. If we say, I love my brethren, then I am a liar. I'm not saying that you That's why he said in verse 18, my negative children, let us not love in words or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Our love should not show itself in empty words. Yes, I love my brother. Yes, I care about him. No. Not by words or tongue. Our love should be practical, should be manifested in actions and in truth. When we be true to one another, when we are not hypocrites, just to become men pleasers, just to please one another without being truthful with them. Love is manifested in truth and in deed. In deed means in action, in truth, when I am speaking the truth to my brother in love. Like the Samaritan woman, the Lord did not please her, he was not, uh, but actually he convicted her about her sins in a loving way. He told her the truth about her sins, but in a loving way. Verse 19. And by this, we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. He is saying, if our love is practical, then we have the true faith. How would you know if this person has the true faith or not? That is the measurement. That is the tool. 
whether he has the love of God abiding in him or not. The love that's manifested in action, not in words, and the love also that is manifested in the truth. People who are killing each other and killing innocent and saying they have the love of God inside their heart, they are liars. You cannot kill innocent people and say you have the love of God in your heart. That's how you know if you are of the truth or not. And actually, when we love one another, our heart, our conscience, will not convict me. Our heart, we shall assure our heart before Him. We know that when He appears, we will have good conscience before Him. Our heart will not blame me before Him, because I keep His commandment. And what's His commandment? To love God and to love your brother. So in the second coming of Christ, your heart will not blame you if you keep the commandment of love. That's why he said, and shall assure our heart before him means in the judgment day. Verse 20. For if our heart condemn us, if our conscience condemn us, here can John using the heart and conscience uh, and, and praise each other, and praise each other. If our heart, if our conscience blame me, condemns me, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. He is saying, let me tell you something. If your conscience is blaming you, don't think that God doesn't know it and you can hide it from God. Because God is greater than us. And God knows everything. So, if your heart, if your conscience is condemning you, then definitely God actually is condemning you. If your heart is blaming you, you cannot hide it from God. Because God knows all things. If we have a troubled conscience, because we have not kept the law of love, you cannot hide it from God. Because God is greater than your heart. And God knows all things. So, there is no hope of hiding hatred from God. God knows. But just, I want to clarify, some people have uh, a very weak conscience. A conscience that condemns the person for things that God does not condemn him for. St. John is not speaking about his conscience, the weak conscience, but speaking about the conscience that is enlightened by the Holy Spirit. Verse 21. Uh, beloved, if our heart does not condemn us. We have confidence toward God. If your conscience does not blame you, condemn you, which means you, you kept the commandment of love, love toward God and love toward the brethren, then we have uh, a conscience void of offense before God. Then we have confidence that when we come in the second coming, we will inherit the kingdom of God and we will be like Him in His glory. But if my heart is condemning me, then this is alarming sign. You need to examine yourself whether you love the brethren or not. But if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. 
And whatever we ask, we receive from Him, because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. He's saying, if you keep His commandments, and as I said, His commandments can summarize in one word, love. And when we love one another, this is pleasing to God. Then when we ask anything from Him, God will answer our prayer and will hear our prayers. We should have confidence and we should be assured that God will hear our prayers when we keep His commandments and when we do things pleasing to Him when we love one another. Verse 23. And this is His commandment. He summarizes the commandment of God in actually two commandments. This is His commandment. That we should believe on the name of, the, of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment. To believe in Jesus Christ, to accept Christ, and then to love one another. As, as I told you, without accepting Christ, you cannot love your brethren. Because by accepting Christ, you become born of God. The Holy Spirit will abide in you. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Without believing in Christ, you cannot love your brethren. You cannot. And so actually, we can summarize the commandment of God in two commandments. Sound faith, sound doctrine to believe in Jesus Christ, and good works. I remember one time they asked the Pope Shenouda, who will go to heaven, the Jews or the Christian or the Muslim? And Pope Shenouda said, uh, he who has sound faith and good works. That's exactly what St. John said here. Sound faith, believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Good works, love one another. That's the commandment of God. It's summarized in one command. Two parts. Faith in Jesus Christ, love of the brethren. Verse 24. Now, he who keeps his commandments abides in him. By keeping the commandment of God, we abide in God and God abides in me. I dwell in him and he dwells in me. He who keeps his commandments abides in him and he, God, in him, in, in the man. And by this we know that he abides in us by the Spirit whom he has given us. How would you know? How would you know that Christ is abiding in you? Again, if, if you abide in Christ, then you will have His Holy Spirit in you. How would you know if you have the Holy Spirit? If you bear the fruit of the Spirit, which is love. So, if you have the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, in you, then you know that you have the Spirit of God. And if you have the Spirit of God, then you know that you are abiding in God, and God abiding in you. So the Spirit who dwells in us, is manifest by His fruits. And if we bear the fruit of the Spirit in our life, that is the proof that Christ dwells in us. As St. Paul said in Romans 8, verse 14, if we are led by the Spirit, we are the sons of God. Also St. Paul said, and the Spirit, in Romans chapter 8, bear witness that we are children of God. How is the Spirit bear witness that we are the children of God 
if we have the fruit of the spirit, which is love. This actually the summary of the chapter, and, and St. John in this chapter is teaching us about the importance of love, because when we love one another, this means we are the children of God, and when he will appear, we will be like him. Glory be to God forever and ever.